Wrestling Society X tonight from the WSX Bunker. The Human Tornado is back in action. Plus, we've heard rumors of a major tag team challenge. But right now, Chris, let's just get right to the action, man. Let me throw it down to Fabian Kalen so he can shout out our first match. Hey up buttercups, welcome to the perfect cure to hump day, it's cold cuts. I'm Chris aka Big Meaty Cool and I'm joined by a man who was the real reason that Wrestling Society X got bumped around in MTV's schedule after week 4. It's the meat guy himself, Danny the Scottish Juggler and how are you doing mate? I'm really well thanks mate, how's yourself? I'm all good in the hood, buddy, and we have much to discuss today. Oh yeah, it's certainly. I mean, there's a lot on this uh, episode 4 of um, WSX, isn't there? It certainly is action-packed, and for those of you that still have not got the memo, Cold Cuts is brought to you by the podcasting juggernaut that is One Man's Meat, encompassing podcasts that explore the musty annals of wrestling and horror. Main episodes of our show and new episodes of Cold Cuts will be available exclusively on the Unbooking the Territory podcast feed before appearing on the One Man's Meat podcast feed seven days later. If you wish to hear more of our content, including our horror movie spin-off series Disgusting Awful or Big Meaty Cool's rose-tinted homage to the early 90s wrestling scene acceptable in the 90s, which will be back in two weeks, just search for One Man's Meat Podcast on your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to be one of the first to have us coming in your ears. And by the time this episode has dropped, buddy, our latest episode of Disgusting Awful should have already been released and we had a cracker of a time with Daddy Dan, didn't we? Oh, we certainly did, yeah. We've laughed a lot uh, during that episode. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it was a really good time and uh, helped me to find a, a new appreciation to a film that I thought I hated so how about that? Yeah that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> well mate as previously stated we are diving into another episode of intense explosive filled wrestling action so you must be drinking something that will help you keep up with everything man. Oh of course mate I'm having the original Red Bull so I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> That is lovely. Uh, well, mate, because we're back in the WSX bunker, I'm currently enjoying a delicious tin of the best Scottish treat since Deacon Blue. They're underrated, you know. It's the intense, caffeinated treat that is Dragon Soup. Each can is packed with caffeine, taurine, guarana, 7.5 ABV, and delicious flavours. And they're still not sponsoring us yet, but they will after that blurb. Episode 3 of WSX is brought to you by the totally tropical mango pink lemonade flavour. It's got everything Danny, delicious taste, a boost for the body and just the right hint of a burn in the back of your throat that tells you you're going to feel the after effects in the morning. <laughs> Sounds good mate. <laughs> it certainly is mate. So uh, let's feel the original boom that can only be delivered by Captain Kevin Kleinrock shall we? Let's get into it, mate. 
So, after the obligatory PS2 intro, we are welcomed, as usual, by Chris and Brett, who hype up the fun to come, including a major tag team challenge and the in-ring return of the Human Tornado, before Fabian Kalin shows us that he has no idea how to button a shirt, does he, Danny? He certainly doesn't this week. Um, usually he's normally smartly dressed, but um, he must have been having an off week this week. Well, you know, they've recorded that many episodes in such a short space of time. He's probably literally just had to throw something on, bless him. <laughs> the rest of it is in the washing. <laughs> exactly. But as always, he does a stellar job of introducing our opening contest, which sees two awesome competitors squaring off in Matt Seidel and Scorpio Sky Andrews. And I must say, mate, I was really looking forward to this. Welcome to Wrestling! Society! You want to get straight to the action? You want to set it off? Well, light it up, because it's time to play! Our first contest is scheduled for one fall with a 10-minute time limit! Yeah, this one. Uh, we said it about Scorpio Sky's match last week on... Uh, WS Extra. This is a match that could happen today in AEW as well. Yeah, and it should. Um, yeah. Wherever Tony Khan's hiding Scorpio Sky, he's got to get him out of mothballs, mate. Yeah, he really does, mate. I mean, this match I really, really loved. Um, there was a lot of storytelling in this, uh, including uh, Lizzie Valentine. So, yeah, this was excellent. It was, mate, and it starts off in the usual fast-paced manner, which means this time is definitely a combination of the competitors and the editing. But Lizzie Valentine wasn't keen on receiving an autographed 8 by 10 from Sky, was she? No, she certainly wasn't. She ripped it right up and just was like... And she did something I forgot completely about, which was talk to the hand. We haven't seen that in a long time, have we? No, we haven't. Someone needs to bring that back. They really yeah. do. A great heel could bring that back. Oh, totally. Um, actually, I know this probably flies in the face of gender roles, but then this is 2023. I think Robert Stone in NXT could do a cracking job of this. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Yeah, it would. But, you know, as we know, uh, the, the wrestling glitterati do listen to this podcast, so someone will end up doing it within the next couple of weeks. I guarantee you. Yeah, let's, let's call it right now. <laughs> exactly. And it's also during this match that we get the awesome duo of Pusha T and Malice, a.k.a. Clips, or The Clips, as Chris Kloss and Brett Ernst call them, who join us mid-match to do their commentary job. And for me, Danny, we get the second week in a row where our musical guests do a fine job on commentary. Now, were you familiar with these lads at all? No, not at all, mate. But I did, uh, as we was um, as this was going on, I did uh, Google uh, one of their songs. Now that name of that song escapes me, but I did listen to one, and I, th I thought it was very good. Yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. I mean, as a as a duo, they, they were active between 1994 and 2010, but it was their discovery on the main scene by the Neptunes, who entirely produced their 2002 breakthrough album, Lord Willing, which contained their most well-known tracks, Grinding, When the Last Time, and Ma, I Don't Love Her. And it's a bloody brilliant album, Danny. I mean, it's it's over 20 years old and it's still on constant rotation in my house. Oh, I'll check it out, actually. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean it's it's available on most streaming platforms, but it is surprisingly cheap as well. So yeah, I I recommend you track it down. Brilliant, I've made a note of it. <laughs> awesome. But at the time of their appearance here, they would have released their third album, Hell Have No Fury. And while we don't actually know what they performed on the WSX broadcast, I actually happen to remember what was being played on here. So I did a bit of research and I tracked it down and it would have been their most recent single at the time, which was, now forgive me, I'm white, Wamp Wamp What It Do, featuring Slim Thug. And it's an absolute banger, as the listeners can hear right now. But these lads aren't here to rap. They've come to root for their favourites, and they're rooting for Scorpio Sky here. And uh, again, like I say, I, I think they did a very good job... Um, not just on this match but on the show in general they, they seemed to know what they were talking about they they stuck to one person that they supported and they were actually quite insightful as well I think yeah definitely I mean you could tell they were fans um, really enjoyed them yeah yeah and again it was it was kind of hard to tell um, who was saying what because these guys do literally sound exactly the same um, but um, for when you're seeing it on TV, they were very helpful. So the one on the left was Pusher T and the one on the right was Malice. But as soon as the camera was off them, it was hard to tell who was yeah. doing what. But it didn't matter. They were good. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So breaking down this match a little bit, Scorpio gets a sweet Japanese arm drag for two. But Sidal counters with a modified execution and Shining Wizard in the corner, which only gets two as well. Sidal shows some educated feet, but Sky counters with an elbow that takes Sidal outside before Sky hits a flip suicide dive to the outside. And these two are just matching each other brilliantly, D, aren't they? There's, there's chemistry all over the shop. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, I just made a note of saying you can see why uh, Matt Sidal got the WWE call uh, not long after this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really looking forward to that uh, debut actually in in my current watching. But yeah, you you can tell obviously yeah, with with the right kind of dance partner, you know, this was a good like shop window opportunity for both these guys really, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So both men end up back inside the ring, but Lizzie distracts Sky long enough for Sidel to hit the standing moonsault for two. Sky fights back but misses the chance to go high risk as Seidel counters with the Spanish fly for the three count in four minutes. I mean, Danny, that's main event timing in WSX. It really is. They were going Broadway there. They certainly were, yeah. I was I was waiting for the clock to count down, but uh, this was an excellent open at this week. And uh, as we've said, uh, I, I would love these two to have a programme in AEW, assuming that Sky is still alive, so there is still hope. There is, mate. And what I loved about this is we also got a post-match um, angle out of it as well, with um, Sardell choking Scorpio Sky, and then his girlfriend, Lizzie Valentine, writes, Hater was start with the eight. I thought that was quite uh, interesting. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Hollywood Lizzie Valentine, post-match, revealing herself to be the latest leader of the NWO, wasn't she? <laughs> If NWO used lipsticks. <laughs> well, indeed. So hopefully next week, Lizzie Valentine will have dyed her beard black and Sidal yeah. would be styling his hair like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> be brilliant, yeah. <laughs> 
we also get a segue worthy of an episode of One Man's Meat itself, as commentary focus on this being Seidel's first TV win since his loss to Jack Evans, before seamlessly going on to talk about Jack Evans kicking poor Marcus Riot in the dick last week. And this was all leading to a match between the two on WS Extra later on, wasn't it? It certainly was, yeah. I mean, uh, this is something uh, we're going to talk about a bit later on, but the storytelling of the, in, in this short 19-minute episode, there's so much story without, with these feuds. Yeah, there is. And uh, it's it's a real testament to kind of making the most of what you've got, really, in that they, they find the time to put something watchable from an in-ring perspective, but still find time to just have enough of a little nugget of storytelling um, in order to, you know keep some storylines going which is, is really quite clever with, with the short space of time they got like you say yeah and it's more than something can do in uh, some companies can do in two or three hours today <laughs> absolutely mate yes uh, there, there is literally there's there's pretty much been something for everybody that they wanted to focus on as well hasn't there over the week yeah. so it, it can only lead on to good things hopefully but up next we get our major tag team challenge and the debut of Keeping It Gangster. And poor Ruckus has left his ladder lying around, hasn't he, Danny? Hey, Ruck, what's up, man? What you looking for? My ladder we just took, man. I can't find it nowhere. That little piece of junk ladder you talking about? Little piece of junk? That ladder's gangster. Calm down, bro. I got Calm something down. for you. I gotta find my ladder. I can't beat nobody up without that ladder. I need to hurt somebody tonight, man. This just ain't working. Yo, Ruck. That's what I got for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. Now you can beat some people up. See, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, let's go do this, y'all. Oh, because yeah. everybody on this land. This is that we're going to talk about, baby. Let's go. He certainly has, and that, that wasn't a good uh, move on his part. No, it certainly wasn't, but luckily uh, his, his old buddy Slim was thinking about him and he has a special blinged out gift for him, doesn't he? Meaning that the lads can come out to the ring and show crime time how to make an entrance. And still to come in our main event, the human tornado is going to take... Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's, what's that music? Let's just push the cameraman. Right, last week on WSX, we saw these guys keeping it gangsta. Show up a little too late to be a part of the action, but apparently you see we're that? on time tonight. You see that ladder? That's all bling right there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, come on. We got your boy Slim in the house. I got my boy Ruckus in the house. We keeping it gangsta. And we gonna have any tag team that wants to step up to us, because once they step on up, they gon' get so here we go, man. They're challenging anybody that wants to come. I can't believe they just challenged anybody. Anybody and everybody. And look, and look at the confidence now. They don't care who comes out. I say we go down there and kick their ass, push. Oh, you wait a minute. You can take the challenge. Keeping a gangster, taking the clips. Oh, wait, maybe Somebody not. beat you to it, man. That's that 70s team. It's Disco Machine and Joey Magnum Ryan. And they, they got the they Disco Ball. Yeah, I did write that down, crime time uh, comparisons very early on, but yeah, I really like keeping a gangster. Yeah, they they certainly, um, again, this is another thing that we're seeing, is that there's a lot of very distinctive characters in WSX, and a lot of thought has gone into how these guys are going to be portraying each other, which, which is great, considering that a lot of them have got experience just of being on the indies. So, yeah, the fact that they've put a lot of thought into how they're presenting themselves again 
in a short space of time. It really yeah. works. It really does, mate. But unfortunately, we are going to have to talk about their opponents, sadly. Yes, we are, because um, while Clips offered to answer the challenge, sadly, that 70s team of Joey Ryan and Ass Tassels, sorry, Disco Machine, um, come out to answer the challenge. And honestly, again, um, not not focusing too much on commentary, but I thought Clips were brilliant here. Um, yeah. ab- absolutely hilarious, ragging on these two sex pests and everything they do. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'd love to see uh, Eclipse come back and actually shoot on them more. <laughs> totally. Well, um, sadly, spoiler alert, they don't stick around for long in WS Extra, but it would have been nice if they'd got a backstage share segment with these two nomarchs, wouldn't they? Yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant. It would have been. But, Danny, I prefer to refer to this match as the Ruckus is a bloody star showcase because he did not put a foot wrong in this match, did he? Absolutely not, mate. His star was just shining throughout this entire match. The bumps he took, um, the storytelling he was delivering, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, that's the thing. His athleticism was really impressive, which matched Slim's power moves nicely. Um, even Slim, to give him his credit, I thought he was an excellent base for what uh, Ryan and Disco Machine were doing. Um, I forgot to mention that the baddies had brought their own ladder in, the little tiny step ladder which they tried to use. Um, but Slim manages to fight back to give Joey Ryan his regular pantsing. And this is the only time that Clips actually put a foot wrong on commentary as they failed to see that Slim was mocking Joey Ryan instead of being gay and all that. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? <laughs> it most certainly was, pal. Uh, but like I say, it's the only foot that they put wrong for me. But the tables do start to turn in keeping it gangster's favour, though, as Ruckus cleans house with drop kicks and somersault elbows, but the double team gets stopped by Ryan. However, Slim hits a tilt-a-well sidewalk slam before Ruckus rolls the dice on ass tassels. Ryan then gets put in the tree of woe before absolutely getting a disco ball boomed into his gonads before we finish with, and I never thought I'd ever say this on a podcast or otherwise, ladder-assisted somersault coast-to-coast from Ruckus for the three count in four minutes and six seconds. Now, I know I'm normally one for psychology in a match, but shove psychology, this was Fun. Yeah. I mean you've you've just nailed it perfectly. That's what it was because I wrote down Ruckus with a drop kick from the ladder for the one, two, three. <laughs> I couldn't even it blew my mind. It was really, really good. I'm surprised that has not been copied in uh, uh, a major promotion these days. Oh no, m- most definitely not. But uh give it time, you never know. But uh I'm sure someone will do a poor job of it. But listeners, yeah. <laughs> um We don't know whether or not you're watching Wrestling Society X along with us. You should, because it's awesome. But if you watch one match based on this week's episode of Cold Cuts, make it this one, because you will not be disappointed. It is just an absolute awesome spectacle of not just the power of editing. Um, all, All four guys were really fluid, despite my thoughts on Joey Ryan. I suppose our thoughts on Joey Ryan. Yeah. Um. This was a great match, and it was good opponents to showcase these two. So, yeah, highly recommended. I want to see more of these lads. Yeah, same, mate. 
But we have got somebody new to see next week as the anarchist Eric Cannon will be coming to kick some ass. And and he's not even beyond beating up his own friends, is he, Danny? He's certainly not. And I love his little question. If I can do that to my best friend, what can I do to you? This is something that Bully Ray is saying nowadays in uh, Impact Wrestling when he's attacking Tommy Dreamer. I think he stole his line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's uh it, yeah i mean he's he's obviously watching his wsx as well isn't he and taking notes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exciting though it does uh it's always up for new characters yeah and um eric cannon's not a bad guy to be perfectly honest as a worker so hopefully he'll get shown in a favorable light as well fingers crossed yeah. but we then get on to our main event of the evening which will be the hilariously titled El Hombre Blanco and Mascarado versus the Human Tornado but before Tornado can make it to the ring cameras pan to a blind sided human tornado laying on the floor and we get led to believe that he's been taken out by a returning six pack Danny is finally come to address what happened in the title match. I was blown away by this. Um, X-Pac, I thought, would have just left the promotion at this point, but it was very, very good to see him. I did wonder if um, Fabian Kellen got paid twice for doing uh, the ring ring announcing twice for the Human Tornado. (laughs) (laughs) He most certainly should have been, shouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he even did the little uh, spinning motion as well. Oh, he did. Yeah, I mean, should, he should get it for that alone, really, shouldn't he? Because yeah. uh, he would have needed to sit down afterwards, bless him. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, Six Pack comes out, wipes out Blanco completely. And I wrote down, this felt organic. I really enjoyed this bit. Yeah, it did. I mean, this is exactly how you would expect somebody like this to react, wouldn't you, really? Um, and uh, he certainly wants a, a bigger piece of the pie as he calls out the leader of the goth Aces and Eights. So Vampiro comes out to answer him. Uh, now, we think we're getting an impromptu brawl here, Danny, before commentary turned their attention to a mysterious giant with a disfigured face. He clubs Vampiro from behind before throwing him into the guardrail. He then sets up Vampiro on the apron before throwing a fireball into Vampiro's face. So, Danny, Ricky Banderas, a.k.a. TNA's Judas Macias, is now on WSX. And what did you make to this debut, my friend? Absolutely loved it. Um, I'm a massive fan of Judas Macias because I think TNA used him fantastically at first. Um, especially when it comes to a debut. I mean, what a monster he is. Um, he's got a perfect look for uh, like this psychopathic, um, just like, just basically just monster. Um, and him coming out with a face like that, oh, I just it just intrigued me so much. Yeah, um, hopefully they do go into the details of, you know, why he has got that on, because uh, it looks like he's, he's targeting Vampiro for a reason, more than just for the belt. But, uh, yeah, it would be really interesting to see how the story goes. Um, sadly, Danny, um, a lot of viewers in the US and the UK wouldn't actually get to find out at a decent time how this story would go. Because what we have just witnessed on this episode is what fans refer to as the now infamous fireball incident involving 
instead of a small piece of flash paper, Banderas used an absolutely massive piece to try and make it more effective. And when he lit the flash paper, the fireball went directly into Vampiro's face, legitimately oh. injuring him. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, affect the storylines going forward. Well, um, obviously they'd, they'd still recorded everything, so the only thing that it did affect was the scheduling, as MTV executives found the incident to be too violent and pulled the show from its regular time slot. And this is why it took the advent of YouTube for me to catch the rest of this series properly, as while it still showed in the UK, it wouldn't actually appear on any schedules to record it. It randomly appeared at different times in the middle of scheduled video blocks instead. Wow, I had no idea. Um, just with that, I think uh, I was a bit disappointed with the crowd reaction during um, uh, Banderas' attack on Vampiro um, because they, they sounded like they were just cheering. I was happy to be here rather than shocked. Yeah, it was. it was definitely a sign of... These are, are blatantly paid extras that are in the crowd rather than legitimate fans, really. I mean, I I expect there were one or two people that legitimately were fans. I, I certainly suspect it from some of the jugglers in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can just tell that they're properly enjoying it. But yes, um, they certainly are taken in by the spectacle of it rather than actually making a, an organic reaction, aren't they, sadly? Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. But other than that, I, I did like the... I mean, just finding out about that um, badly placed fireball was quite shocking. But other than that, I think this was a very good way to end the show. Yeah, it was. Uh, now, now, sadly, um, the guys at MTV on the repeats, which I think this is a repeat version that we're getting from the DVD rip, they did also make an absolute hash job of the editing on this, which is why the the fireball is also completely blurred out as well, so that it looks as hokey as anything on this broadcast. Um, but yeah, as a, as a finishing segment for the episode, it was incredibly effective, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah. Now you say about the um, the uh, sort of like the pixelated uh, fireball when everything else went pixelated. But yeah, it, it is a shame. It is a shame. Um, so even though it ended on a, a bit of a damp squib as far as MTV were concerned, that was episode four. So what did you make of it overall, pal? And what were your highlights? Loved it. Um, definitely the highlight would have been the uh, debut of, um, we'll call him Judas Macias or Ricky Banderas. Um, that just blew my mind because I was watching that and I was just like, wow, that's just amazing. Uh, the only thing I didn't like is we didn't get to see um, a human, human Tornado because he's always been a highlight when we've seen him. And yeah, but enjoyable episode so far and can't wait to see next week. Yeah, I mean, I echo those thoughts completely. It was a return to form uh, for this week's episode, given that I was a little bit disappointed with what we got from week three. Um, I felt everything worked really well. Like you said, we got some nice storyline development as well. Uh, excellent debut from the Keeping It Gangster Boys. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this Vampiro Bandera storyline plays out. And, and it's nice to actually get a legitimate big bad into the proceedings as well, rather than just 
you know, these shades of grey characters that you either like personally or you don't. Nothing wrong with Vampiro or X-Pac, but, you know, um, the wrestling fans watching this, uh, they're, they're going to be more impressed with the fact that these quote-unquote bigger stars are actually doing this show rather than maybe finding somebody that they want to cheer or boo. So at least there is somebody there that's a legitimate villain. Yeah, absolutely, right. So, Danny, that's our thoughts, but, of course, it, this is Cold Cuts, and this is Wrestling Society X, so we need to get our thoughts from the Kraftwerk-loving Liverversts over at cagematch.net. Are you ready, mon frere? Let's go, it, mate. So, perennial Cold Cuts favourite Moose Nugget brings his opening essay first, but here we go. Uh, cue the German National Anthem. Matt Seidel and Scorpio Sky have a decent match. Seidel and Valentine did some heel things I enjoyed. The, the biggest problem was the production. They, they go to a camera every three seconds like something is supposed to be happening somewhere else all the time. Couldn't they have some kind of hard camera? The tag team match sucked and it's really the rules of the promotion that screwed it up. I like when the heels can get heat when the referee keeps the illegal babyface outside the ring, but that kind of sense does that make when the heel can just bring a ladder into the ring? Honestly, this is the fourth episode I watched of the show, and I can't tell you what the rules for WSX are. Ruckus jumps off a ladder to do a dropkick thing to Ryan with a tiny ladder in his face to pin him. Human Tornado was supposed to wrestle El Hombre Blanco and Mascarado, but he was attacked backstage. Not an attack we'd see, but we're shown him lying face down on the floor. It doesn't matter, because Sixpack comes out to attack El Hombre Blanco and Mascarato, and he's quickly taken care of. Sixpack calls out Vampiro, and Ricky Banderas attacks him for whatever reason, and this is where we get the infamous fireball spot that turns into some universe-bending wormhole. I, I actually watched a, a Josh Lazy interview saying he wanted to do a giant X to cover up the fireball, but MTV didn't want to do that. I, I guess that reminds me that this show isn't bad just because of the old XPW guys, but the network is screwing around with it as well. Danny, I take it back. Is this guy Brian Alvarez in disguise? <laughs> he did go on a bit, didn't he? <laughs> He certainly did, but would you believe, Danny, even though he's, he's ripped this episode to shreds again, he's actually given it his highest rating so far. He's given it a five. Oh, wow. That is shocking. <laughs> it is, because uh, I would I would hate to see what he thinks about stuff he gives, like, you know, that, that he genuinely enjoys. I mean, flipping heck. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, we have got one more comment, and making his Cold Cuts debut is Damien who writes, Dumb, mindless, cheesy cult fun. The matches aren't given a lot of time to develop, yet are fun and inoffensive. And so is Damien, with a good point well made. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> it is. You certainly cannot say fairer than that. And uh, Moose Nugget could certainly take some notes there on how to leave a comment on a show that you're claiming to enjoy from your rankings. But there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, next week we will be taking a look at the fourth episode of WS Extra, which will see Team Dragon Gate make their return, as well as the grudge match for the ages. One week in the making, Jack Evans versus Marcus 
riot. I must say, Danny, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too, mate. I mean, Jack Evans uh, is someone we've seen, uh, I think, a few times on this. So let's see what he does now. Exactly. And guys, we are also looking forward to your comments on what you think to Cold Cuts and to Wrestling Society X itself. So do please give us a follow at One Man's Meat Pod on Twitter and let us know what you think. Uh, the best comments, or let's let's face it, all the comments, will get read out on the show, but not in yep. corny German accents. Um, but Meat Siders, it is a return to form for WSX this week. So hopefully WS Extra will follow suit. We'll be back with you next week, but in the meantime and in between time, stay cold, Meat Siders! <laughs> <laughs>